Hey guys, what's up? You know, super excited to have all, th- all four of you on for episode two of Fellows Only. It's a new series. I'm really excited to, to be doing this. I'm just completely unedited, uncut, and just really get to know a lot of you guys better and just learn a lot about parts of the game that most people might not really understand. So if you guys want to just start introducing yourselves on my screen from top to bottom, we got uh, Vincent going first. Vincent, what's going on? Awesome. Awesome. Pleasure to be here, John. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like you, uh, like you said, you know, we're, uh, you know, within the guys that are bringing on here, uh, my name is Vince, Vince Naughton. I am the owner so, or, uh, and majority stakeholder of D-Generation Esports LLC. Uh, we cover a wide variety of different uh, games and uh, titles, but one of the, you know, uh, big ones being our, our 2K team. Um, and, you know, really excited to be here and kind of uh, talk, a little, talk a little bit with you guys. Of course, I'm super excited to, to learn about all this stuff. So, yeah. uh, Josh, what's going on? What's going on, brother? Uh, my name is Josh. Uh, I grew up in uh, Kansas City. Uh, met Carter out in Wellsville. Played sports there for a little while. Went to college. Uh, studied economics at KU with Carter. And now I'm living out in Arizona. Uh, got into DGEN through uh, playing Call of Duty, playing Warzone. Got picked up and then uh, approached Vince about taking on more of a role within the team and and diving a little bit deeper into esports and now just trying to focus on growing the brand and being where it takes us. That's sick, dude. That's really cool. Dalton, man, what's up? What's up, man? I'm Dalton. Um, Also grow up, you know, grow up here in Kansas, Uh, actually a social worker right now. Um, Currently a player for 2K DGEN team. Um, haven't really played since 2K21's dropped, just not haven't copped the new system yet. So waiting for that to drop before I cop the game. Um, really enjoyed 2K20, big fan. Carter and I put hours and hours and hours in time into that game together. Uh, we have a really good rapport and team chemistry together. Um, just just dabbling my feet and dipping my toes into uh, the 2K uh, league and team DGEN, but it's, it's great to be part of the organization. Oh, for sure. And that must be, that must be so much fun being a part of that. Um, I, we, we've definitely talked about that. Cause I mean, obviously I, I'm a, I love playing 2k, but I haven't really done it much competitively. And I, I saw a bunch of stuff recently today, I think about what it's going to be on the next gen consoles. And obviously that's gonna be really cool. So definitely about to talk about that. Carter, man, what's going on? What's up, man? Uh, yeah, my name's Carter. I'm from Wellsville, Kansas. I went to school with Josh for one year. I was a senior and he was a junior, put some sports together. I knew Dalton growing up. Uh, we didn't really start playing video games till I guess like last year together. Uh, we played a little bit of 2K19 together, but not much. Um, but yeah, I went to KU. I graduated with my undergraduate degree in sport management uh, last spring. And I'm now enrolled in a master's program. Uh, and I'm also working full time. And then I'm a signed player to Team DGEN for the 2K squad. I do that's that's so that's super cool. And before we get into all the team DJ and stuff, I just want to tell everyone that's listening about how we met, which is pretty cool. Uh, it was this event called Scout School by TPG, which now I think TPG is like done, right? I thought like they changed like so. something like Wedge and like I, I was like okay, because he he always it was funny. He always like whoever I think I am not sure if it was uh, if it was what, what was the guy's name pa- Patrick or I'm not I don't remember Charlie. Charlie, Charlie went, okay, yeah, Charlie went. And then someone, I'm, I'm forgetting who Patrick was, but he always tweeted out about like his personal stuff on like the company. Um, yeah, Twitter. I saw I don't that know if it was, was kind of saw that. It was weird. He'd be like, he'd talk about like something that happened in his day and it's like the company uh, uh, yeah. account. But he, uh, like we, we, we met each other there. It was, uh, it was a really cool event in, Dece- in uh, December with uh, Adam Filippi from the Sacramento Kings. 
Uh, I think we, we learned a lot and it was cool because we were two of the youngest guys there started talking about, okay, hoops. I, I remember we went to get to pizza tables. It was your first time having two bros, which was fun. Uh, the, the famous dollar New York pizza, which I'm not a huge fan of, but I remember everyone there was really hyped for it. And yeah, I mean, it just kind of, we hit it off, turned into some, I mean, we played, you came into the 2K tournament in May for making lemonade. And then now here we are almost a year later, out of, just recording a podcast. So it's funny how like networking and stuff like that works, which is pretty cool. Yeah, man, that was uh, my first time ever being in New York and definitely having that New York style pizza. But I don't remember how it was. <laughs> there was probably, what, 20 people there or so. And yeah, we were some of the youngest, but I mean, there were some guys there who were, you know, mid 60s who were, Yep. I mean, they were just, it seemed like they have quite a bit of basketball knowledge and like they had been there multiple times. But then, yeah, after that, playing that tournament, which I mean, we all know how that went. And yeah, here we are. For those that don't know, it, it went as Carter just just running through everybody. I think I gave you a side. It was it was a semi close game, but you were beating some of my friends by like thirty. They were getting really upset. They were, they were hitting me up like, "Dude, who is?" This? <laughs> they were my friends were so pissed and like, oh, dude, I, I mean, our, our game was fun. Our game went, it was uh was a fun one. I think it was Lakers Clippers, right? It was. It was competitive. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. But yeah, no, I mean, it was. I mean, not that competitive, but better than you. You were you were beating my boys. You you were beating them by like thirty at halftime. They were like, I remember you told That's me, awesome. uh, my friend, one of my friends had his had his mic on, and he kept on hearing him say, "Dude, if he gets to thirty, I'm gonna quit. If he gets to this, I'm gonna quit." <laughs> <He kept> on, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is funny. But no, I mean, guys, just I, I, I just want to know. I want to learn a little about 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 DJ. I mean, it sounds really cool. awesome. I know uh, people want to hear about it. So I mean, whoever wants yep. to just jump in and just talk about it, I know we'll go. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll start. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a little, um, a little about the organization, I guess how to start off with talking about the organization. I have to talk a little bit more about myself. So I am from Chicago, Illinois, and then I moved, I moved over into, uh, Richmond, Virginia, uh, around the age of like four or five grew up there, uh, for pretty much my whole life. I ended up going over to old dominion university. Um, which is out out in Virginia Beach. Um, out in Virginia Beach is uh, there's a there's a there's a huge military presence. There's a huge um, just uh, kind of uh, idea of like patriotism and kind of uh, um, I guess that's like the culture of the 757 because we do have Fort Norfolk, which is the largest naval encampment in the uh, in the world. Um, from there, I uh, I joined Phi Gamma Delta uh, fraternity here on campus, and I ended up working with the USO for the last uh, right about four years here. Um, United Service Organization, as some of you guys may know, the uh, largest uh, uh, paramilitary service organization in the world. We ended up um, doing a lot of good work for them through my fraternity. Um, I'm now here uh, right on my last leg on my last semester here before I graduate with a cybersecurity uh, major minor in um, minor in uh, computer science. And I wanted to create something where, you know, I wanted to venture into, you know, uh, a field that I thought was going to kind of not only allow me to get future connections in, in the workforce that I want to go into, but also kind of do something that I love. Um, that's kind of where I found esports and kind of it became a almost a fever dream uh during during corona when a lot of things were shut down it became uh you know a corona project for me i wanted to create a esports organization with some values with some ideals with some um you know some passion behind it people who really wanted to kind of turn this community on its head and do some big things um so you know i started i formed degeneration esports ended up getting a partnership with the uso hampton roads and uh started to slowly expand into different titles and games um currently we've either had or currently have um we have teams in obviously call of duty we have teams in valorant we have a rocket league team we have obviously our 2k team 
Um, we have individual, we have a team of individual influencers and content creators that range to about uh, 15 to 20 guys, as well as uh, miscellaneous games like Siege and uh, and Madden that we have we have players in and stuff like that. So it's a pretty big operation considering we've only been we've only been really our LLC for about three and a half months here, and I am still in university. But the thing about esports is it's such a it's a growing field, and especially with Corona and entertainment numbers being up, streaming numbers being up, you know, it's a it's a great it's a great time to be to be in this field, and it's a lot of fun. It's a challenge every single day, that's for sure. Sure, it's gonna be but, a bunch of fun. Yeah, yeah. So if any of you guys want to just jump in and just talk about it, I mean, it's definitely something that we're gonna branch off of because it's it's super interesting how you guys are how you guys have just started and you're already having so much success and and branching off to all these different games and meeting all these different people. That stuff's really cool. Yeah, um, Carter, maybe if you want to talk a little bit, you know, because this uh, the podcast is you know has the uh, kind of basketball centric focus. If you want to talk a little bit about you know two K, maybe a little bit, and uh, you know the competitive scene and that to the people that you know maybe are a little bit more casual players and don't really uh, understand how how kind of deep the the rabbit hole gets, especially in uh, in uh, the two K you know twenty one league and stuff like that. Yeah. So from any age. You're breaking up a little bit there. 2K wants to make it to the 2K league. Can you hear me? Yeah, now it goes. Now, yeah. now it's better, yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, um, yeah, so pretty much everybody who plays 2K at least understands what the NBA 2K league is. Um, so at that point, it's super competitive. I mean, you get the kids who now um, they're just spending endless amounts of hours playing this, really studying the moves. I mean, even somebody like Bronny James, LeBron's son, I mean, he was playing against Ticino in a wager match 2v2. And I mean, Ticino is one of the most well-known uh, famous yeah. streamers in the 2K community. Uh, yeah, Br- Bronny actually just got paid, uh, uh, signed a phase. Right, exactly. And so, I mean, it's just so competitive out there. There's so many actual gamers. And that's what I try and explain to people because – I personally, whenever I finish my master's, I want to work in esports as well. Um, I'm not really sure exactly where, but um, it's really hard to explain to people like my parents who are older. They don't really understand what esports is and what it consists of. They just trust me. And whenever they do their research, they trust the numbers that they're reading about. But um, I try and describe to them, you know, pretty much every single generation from, I guess, four or five years below me. So people who are about 20 to 19 years old now and everything below that. And from here on out is going to be involved with video games somehow, some way. I mean, even now you can, I don't, I saw some statistic the other day on the amount of total hours viewed just last month on Twitch. And it was some ungodly number that just blew me away it was in like yeah, millions of hours yeah like hundreds of millions i was like good yeah. lord like in just one month so and i mean now especially after this whole pandemic thing and people having to stay home i mean sony i'm pretty sure even announced that they were going to release more consoles just based off the simple fact that they weren't sure if they were going to be able to put out enough on release day uh, because of how many people have become interested in gaming so I mean, it's just something that it's going to be ultra competitive. Uh, I I was working under the Varsity Esports Foundation for a while, um, interning for them. And one of the owners of that, he's a uh, esports head coach for Ottawa University here in Kansas. And he was giving out percentages of uh, 
people who actually end up making it to the professional leagues, whether it be Call of Duty or 2K. And, you know, it's whenever you think about making it to the NBA or the NFL, those chances are pretty slim. It's like 0.001. Making it to professional gaming is even less than that because there's so many more it's people. so competitive. Like, exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, it's not, uh, I don't know. It's, you know, you can have males, you can have females. There's, uh, it doesn't matter what age you are. There's, there's so many different games that you can choose to play. It's like the NFL is just football. The NBA is just basketball. Esports is, it could be Call of Duty. It could be 2K. It could be Madden. It could be League of Legends. It could be World of Warcraft. I mean, there's so many different, uh, routes that you can take on this it's like it's just never ending and it's only going to increase because obviously with technology the oh breaking up a little video bit video games you're going to get breaking this information more options and it's just my bad but yeah i'm just really excited to see where all this goes it's it's going to be insane in about 20 years that's a super cool, one, especially when you talk about. I mean, that's something that I honestly haven't really thought about. Um, is just how many basketballs, basketball, footballs, football, esports is kind of just it could be anything. Um, so like what 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 uh kind of I mean, you guys already touched on how you've gotten into little, some Call of Duty, some obviously two K is a big part of it. What are what are the games you kind of are looking into or that you're excited for on the next gen consoles, like to see where they're gonna where they're gonna take them? Um, um, especially for me, you know, the thing about next gen consoles is it gives gamers you know an opportunity to spend you know about half the price of a gaming pc and get the and you know get the performance of game pc getting you know a lot higher frames per second getting a lot you know a lot better graphics you know ray tracing things like that that are going to absolutely change the game in terms of a lot of these very competitive um you know tactical shooters like call of duty like um you know like like siege stuff like that um as well as you know going into next gen you know games like uh you know 2k madden stuff like that where hopefully we'll be able to see some revamps of their engines and uh you know especially with ea you know what they've done with with the madden franchise and using kind of the same engine over and over hopefully having more power behind uh you know behind the wheel you know for for lack of a better term we'll, we'll definitely uh expand on that but um but you know definitely cold war call of duty cold war which is coming out here november 11th um is going to be a huge game for us that's kind of one of our main expansion games um and then you know as we go kind of a little bit farther into you know in the season and see how you know into new game season as i like to call it, november december and see what games are really popping off and blowing up we're really just going to kind of try to follow the trends um you know, one one big thing, you know, that I do kind of want to preface with esports and uh, with, you know, how broad is the spectrum there is, is, you know, it's very um, it's very competitive. But at the same time, there are levels to everything, just like there are levels to any sport you have. You know, your you have your triple A teams, you got your you have, you know, your collegiate, you got your professional, you know, tier one type team. So, you know, for anyone who, you know, is looking to get into into the esports field, it's something where you really have to grind your way up from you know absolutely nothing make connections you know um you know build your brand very similar to any other you know sport if you're you know trying to make it into any any professional league you know it's all kind of the same uh the kind the same building blocks so it is uh but but like uh you know carter was kind of touching on there is just because of the amount of people who can participate um unlike you know professional uh sports it uh it definitely makes the the competitive level and the uh kind of skill ceiling uh very very large for for this uh industry in general oh for sure that stuff's super cool what do you guys think it's gonna like kind of, i mean I, I, obviously 
Oh, shit. I was trying to think. I was trying to think of a good question. I was going to say, where, but that's kind of a dumb question. I was going to say, where is going to go from here? But that's, <clears throat> that's dumb. Um, okay, I can cut this part. What do you, what do you guys, what else do you guys want to kind of talk about? Jump uh, into? I could probably, I mean, I mean, I can dive a little bit more into like the background, a little bit of how esports kind of started and like, I'll go for it. Yeah, that's, that's, like, that's super like, interesting. Yeah. Uh, Vince probably knows a little bit about it too. Uh, Call of Duty like wasn't like always a competitive game. Like, uh, you know, you didn't see like huge tournaments come like, probably like in the prime of when like me you know carter and vince probably got into call of duty like modern warfare 2 world at war you know the the, the call of duties that you know kind of named the franchise uh back in like the early 2000s uh to the late 2000s like 0809 you know things like that and you know that we didn't really see like big tournaments come in until like modern warfare 3 when we saw cod xp which is a four hundred thousand dollar tournament like it's a million dollar prize pool like you know that's that's huge for like somebody to just sit down with a controller play a video game for you know six hours or whatever for a day and be able to win four hundred thousand dollars and that's only expanded you know up today like uh like what vince was touching on like the call of duty like challenger series and stuff like that it gives like these amateur players you know that don't have the funding that these professional organizations have because like the 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 cwl the call of duty world league you know these organizations like the mutineers and things like that you know, they've got $25 million like back in them. And like, like most phase members have more net worth, like just in their like own brand than most organizations that you would see like throughout the entire country. And like, we have like, uh, we have a competitive team right now. Like I would say our most competitive team that we have that, you know, competes on a uh, weekly basis uh, is our Valorant team. And Vince can touch a little bit more on that uh, after I get done. And uh, <clears throat> like the Challenger Series just gives, you know, these smaller organizations that don't have the funding to pay, play, like, uh, pay players a salary of like $5,000 a month per player. And, you know, that extends on because some of these Call of Duties have been 5v5 instead of 4v4. You know, the formats are changing. They're switching consoles this year. Like Call of Duty's moving to PC, which is a huge move because <clears throat> a lot of people don't have PCs. A lot of people still compete on the consoles it's you know less money most people can't afford a giant pc that they can play on for eight hours a day they can't afford to you know play on a system yeah, that spend fifteen hundred dollars you know on a system exactly <clears throat> um yeah that's definitely when it comes to next gen um you know that's a big thing it's just kind of the price point versus you know having buy pc i mean the performance is going to be you know very similar and you know that's really what microsoft and sony are kind of shooting for here is they're trying to appeal to the masses um you know and try to kind of compete with that with the p you know with the pc guys the pc uh you know the kind of big big yeah the big jump over to to pc gaming that's we've seen over the last you know about year or two but um you know, I guess something cool that we could uh, we'll talk about in terms of in terms of kind of what, you know, for the people out there who are listening and don't really understand what, you know, we do as an organization, because it's kind of easy to understand, you know, as a player, you know, um, you know, they perform, you would think they get signed. Right. But, you know, what we really what an organization like us, Degeneration Esports does is our our biggest goal in terms of t is taking a player who's on that cusp of being able to go pro or semi-professional and take them and promote them and give them the resources to be great and uh, and perform at the highest level. So what, what that really means, you know, to, to take a game uh, to get one game and narrow it down a little bit 
for example, uh, 2K. 2K is a game that's absolutely um, saturated with teams both on the Xbox and PS4 side. There is, you know, there's a couple big, uh, large Pro-Am leagues. Pro-Am is usually the general biggest way that uh, teams are competing and kind of playing in 2K. Um, and there's generally, you know, leagues with sometimes 200 to 300 teams entered in at a time, um, which is absolutely insane compared to some some titles like Call of Duty or, you know, Siege, where, you know, we're seeing maybe like eight, 15, eight to 15 teams in a, in a, uh, you know, in a professional circuit. So it is, it is very, very cool to see that. Um, so they have, there's basically tournaments. The WR league is a huge one, the prestige arena, which is hosted by the, uh, the, actually the general manager of the heat, uh, heat gaming, the heat 2k franchise. Um, he runs that. And these basically tournaments are, are, you know, ways for players to pretty much get exposure to try to get, to get picked up in a, in a draft, um, similar to how, to how the league, to how the NBA league works, um, with, you know, with, with collegiate it's, we have, there's a bunch of these leagues with, you know, 200, 300 different teams in there that are kind of all looking to, you know, expand and grow their brand as well as perform, um, in as many tournaments as they can. From there, uh, you know, generally there's a there's a period where 2K teams will be either retaining um, their players or you know signing on new ones, um, and then that's kind of the big the big time. You know, the top 50 players. There's a you know usually so there's there's usually a draft, and uh, that's kind of how a player w- would make it uh, big time. But you know, it's a lot easier said than done. But that that in that in between period, but between when you first pick up a controller and making it to the league, you know, there's thousands and thousands of hours you have to grind um you know especially for a game like 2k where you're having to ground out badges grind out your players um and you know then also find a team of four other guys who are you know willing to practice who are willing to watch game film they're willing to you know commit to you know games all you know from you know 9 a.m in the morning to either 11 p.m because you know this is an you know esports is a global industry and you know you have to kind of work with you're playing teams from all different types of time zones and stuff like that. So what we do is we're trying to take those teams who are performing at the highest level, but aren't just getting the exposure that they need. And we want to take them and kind of build them up through our organization and hopefully get them signed on to these, you know, multi-million dollar franchises. Like for example, you know, Celtics uh, gaming, which is sponsored by the Celtics or Raptors uprising, which is the 2k team sponsored by the Raptors and try to get those guys onto that next level, you know, for pretty much every uh, different title of game. Um, but uh, you know, it's a it's a it's a very competitive field. So that's really what you know one huge thing that we're trying to kind of uh, do. You know, any esports organization is trying to do is really trying to promote them and give them you know those resources to be able to perform at their highest level. And um, you know, I'm sure uh, Dalton and Carter can talk to you guys a little bit about more about in terms of the esports 2K competitive scene and kind of how um, and kind of how saturated it is with you know there there's just so many people who are trying to make it big who are trying to you know, do who are trying to, you know, uh, you know, get that contract just like in a professional, you know, football, bat, you know, basketball or, you know, baseball. So, you know, it is a, it's a very interesting time to be in, uh, for sure. When it comes to, when it comes to, uh, traditional sports, as well as, you know, we're seeing huge numbers on, on, uh, you know, professional esports as well. Things like the oh, 2k yeah. league, you know, is actually broadcast on ESPN. It was, you know, for, for a good while during this, during this pandemic. Yeah, yeah, no, so I was just going to tag on it a little bit and segue and just kind of, you know, support what you guys are saying in terms of going back to, you know, everybody talks about professional sports and, you know, 
anything like that. But I mean, gaming in general, especially when you're trying to get to that competitive scene, it's just like anything else. It's like basketball, football, dancing, art, you know, photography. It's a craft. And you got to put the time in to, to perfect your craft, just like Kobe says, you know. I mean, you really got to put the hours in. Just like Vince was saying with 2K, like it, to get specific on 2K, I mean, you gotta you gotta want to watch, you want to play the game, but then you want to watch the film on what you did wrong, what you could do better. Um, you want to practice those dribble moves, you know, if you're the point guard or something, for for uh, example, there. And then if you're if you're a spot up shooter, you want to make sure when you're you can the ball, bed, babe. it's completely muscle memory, you know. So you're not thinking, you're not in your head like, oh, I got this ball, like I gotta shoot. No, you're catching it, and you're, you're shooting it, and then you're hoping it's gonna not hoping, sorry, and you know it's gonna be green because you you perfected your shot that much, you put that much time into the game and that's what i love about esports in general and again just not even not even just 2k i mean fortnite call of duty 2k madden anything like that i mean just uh like two years ago fortnite had the world cup and that was a multi-million dollar you know tournament and they're like i know josh said it there's people that had no names and weren't even signed to an organization that you know this kid booga he's like 15 16 year old kid won millions of dollars in a Fortnite tournament. It's just incredible the opportunity that esports really can bring for somebody if they're willing to put the work in and perfect their craft. And I hope that, that whole thing's awesome. I kind of wanted to hear more about, uh, I mean, like obviously what you're saying about like all these these great opportunities that come out of esports. What was that thing Vince you were talking about? Can, if, Cause I, I mean, I feel like people don't know, enough, uh, don't know enough about this stuff, whether it's up, the Toronto uprising and stuff like that. Can you talk a little about all those different, or if anyone else wants to jump on this too. I mean, I, I, I just, just cause Vincent said it. But yeah. what, what all those, like, they're all tied to professional teams, but most people don't look at them that way. Um, can you kind of just tell us a little about that and, and what that kind of means and, and how those, those, those work? Uh, like, are you referring to, like, the professional, like, esports organizations that, you know, yeah. uh, that we see? Okay. So, like, I know for, like, the 2K League, a lot of those teams are sponsored by the actual organization. Like exactly. Yeah. Itself because they represent their brand and they play yeah. under their name. So like they they own that team specifically. But in terms of like the esports teams that uh, you see competitively uh, across a lot of different esports platforms, uh, like uh, Optic, Phase, uh, what are some other big names? Luminosity, uh, Vince, help me out here. Yeah, uh, Energy. You know these yeah. uh, those NRG, organizations yeah. and general yeah they're you know they're basically entertainment brands they're you know they're similar to you know in the way you know they're similar to any other you know the dallas cowboys or the you know the you know these are household names in the terms of in terms of esports and in terms of uh you know what you know what they've done to the industry you know from all the way back in you know the early 2000s when esports was nothing but you know a bunch of locals where people were playing you know in their mom's <laughs> basements to now where you know things like league of legends worlds is is you know hundreds of hundreds of millions of dollars and hundreds of hundreds of you know more people watch league of legends uh you know worlds than than they watch the super bowl so you know that's just you know kind of a tale a test of time and just you know showing how how much of an increase there is in these different types of uh you know opportunities but you know generally for you know for every single esport there's a little bit different um way that you would go pro or you would go about going amateur you know uh to semi-pro to professional so since this is you know um you know a little bit more of a ba basketball uh podcast i guess i could talk a little bit about um you know how how a player would really get from um you know from one organization to another um so generally uh if we set up a scenario let's say you know um Carter was to be 
Um, Carter's been playing underneath my organization for a while. He signed under some type of contract. And, uh, you know, in return, they represent us in these different leagues, um, different kind of tournaments. One big one that's coming up is hosted by uh, Celtics Gaming. So Celtics Gaming, um, they're, uh, you know, they're uh, an affiliate of the you know, the Celtics, obviously, but they're a whole nother, they're, you know, they're a whole nother group. They have their own logo. They have their own Twitter account. They are, you know, they're, they're their own team, but they, you know, that is their, that's their sponsor. That's who funds them. Um, the Celtics, you know, on a bunch of other teams, they host, you know, generally uh, tournaments every month where it's uh, either invitational or you have to open qualify. So, you know, Carter has his team of five that he would go in, try to qualify. Um, you know, he gets into the Celtics, the Celtics tournament, which is generally going to be not only the Celtics playing in it, but other very either high tier. 2k teams and um as well as you know professional 2k teams uh they're sponsored by you know the uh, the raptors uprising which are sponsored by the raptors stuff like that who are also competing in these and generally you play in this um these are all you know streamed these are generally all you know there's a lot of times there's betting odds on these type of things you can find um you know it's becoming a large you know kind of industry just like you know sports is and there's a lot of you know different side functions of it um you know generally if so carter team does very well in the celtics um the celtics tournament and they end up actually going um you know he ends up actually getting reached out to by this uh, by this franchise what would happen then you know is um you know they say you know you have you have some talent they um you know you should go out for the combine so there's a uh, there's actually a national pro-am exposure um uh, type of i guess a combine that uh but that players the top 50 top 100 players in the uh who are not professional two good players who are looking you know that tier two level that semi-professional level um would would try they would compete against each other they'd be going just open you know open matches they would just pre- they would uh kind of just be watched by a bunch of different uh coaches analysts stuff like that for the the 2k pro league um and you know from there uh you know generally they would be you know if there's you know, interest in them, then he would, you know, be off, you know, be offered a contract. Uh, the, that organization would get be talks with us as we are, you know, a small organization that was hosting this team. You know, there'd be some type of buyout and then, uh, you know, that transfer would happen. So it is a very, it, it can be a very quick and fluid process. Esports in general happens a lot quicker and happens uh, at a lot more volatile rate than um, traditional, than traditional athletics. So um, generally that is kind of how, in, at least in you know the 2k side of things a uh, a you know a player would go from kind of that that lower level to the pressure level is really just kind of gaining exposure through tournaments through combine stuff like that and then going and then um you know hopefully when you know hopefully when the free agency rolls around and and uh you know just like any any other you know professional athletes when they start looking for free agents start looking for that type of stuff you know we're trying to help them you know get to that level um, in terms of a lot of other sports, like, you know, Josh Toma, Valorant is a huge one. A lot of people have been kind of getting on that. It's basically CSGO with abilities. Um, it kind of, uh, it has a very, has a very fresh feel to it. It is a, it's the first person shooter that is on, that is on PC and, uh, the actually the first strike pro league is, um, which is Valorant's first pro league was actually announced, uh, about last week or a week and a half ago here. So generally how that works is very similar to 2k. Um, you know, you have your tier three players who are players who are underage or trying to compete uh, kind of at the lower levels. You have your tier two teams, which are teams that are competing for generally um, around, you know, one to 20,000 in um, a tournament. Then you have your T1 team. 
things, which are teams like FaZe, um, you know, FaZe Clan. There's teams like Energy. There's teams like Optic Gaming. You know, all those get all those teams. You know, you hear them even not being an avid gamer, and most people would recognize, you know, FaZe Clan. So, you know, once you get to that level, that tier one level, that's when you know salaries can start getting pretty exorbitant. You know, players can start making a hundred to one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year with benefits. You know what I mean? And that's the level that you know most players um, kind of dream of getting to is being able to play on that main stage, being able to you know compete with the best of the best just like you know uh traditional athletics so um you know those are kind of two separate ways that you know the esports industry functions but it's actually very similar to you know um to to a lot of other systems within you know within traditional sports um you know whether it's pool play qualifiers like in soccer or you know in um you know in in various sports like uh you know, baseball, there's, you know, we have the, you know, we have AAA, we have, um, you know, we got, a, we have kind of like the minors and we also have, you know, professionals. So it's very similar to that. It's really just working your way up and trying to, and trying to get yourself noticed and building your brand up uh, the the best, the best that you can. I know that's, that's super interesting. I mean, and I've always, always thought that I, I kind of knew a little bit more about esports than, than the average person, but just what, what you're saying right now, I mean, that's just blowing my mind as to how deep this thing goes, man. Like what you were saying about the, the how deep the rabbit hole goes, whether it's, I mean, not even just the single games with the whole industry. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, not even with the whole industry, just with one game, it can go so many different ways. So that's, that's so, that's so cool. Exactly. Yeah. The difference between a game like 2k, which is, you know, obviously a sports game versus, you know, uh, an FPS, there's going to be a very different, you know, um, kind of feel and uh, fan base as well. You know what I mean? Someone who, who likes watching a 2k league might not want, like watching, you know, a really tactical game like uh, Rainbow Six Siege or, you know, something like that. So it really is, you know, for someone who wants to get into esports and get into the scene, um, you know, it's really easy. There's, you know, there's a couple huge, um, you know, events that just went on Overwatch, you know, Fortnite, DreamHack is always uh, doing qualifier stuff like, um, you know, stuff like Siege, CSGO is, is currently in season. So there's a lot of different venues to get into, um, even if you just want to be a fan of esports, um, even Call of Duty, you know, the Call of Duty season will be starting up here in about a month. So that's why I kind of revert to November, December as a huge time for esports, because that's when a lot of new games are being rolled out with the holiday season. And, you know, therefore we see a lot of these new, um, you know, competitive surges or these, um, you know, even influencer surges, people who not don't necessarily want to compete at the highest level, but just want to make content, stream on Twitch, you know, stream on YouTube, you know, make content on YouTube, whatever like that, you know, that's also a huge, huge venue for, uh, for, you know, players and, uh, you know, content creators to want to pursue and kind of come into the entertainment slash gaming industry as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, it's crazy how, 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 uh, how much this thing goes. Do, do you guys want to touch on anything else? Or, I mean, I was going to bring us more fun stuff. I don't know. Yeah. If there's any more, easy, throw one easy, thing in there real quick. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I, I just checked on Instagram not long ago, and the FaZe Clan has more followers than the New York Jets, the New York Giants, the New York Knicks, and the Brooklyn Nets all combined with a couple million to spare. So just Bye. a random New York fact right there. Yeah. And combined, it's like that's crazy. Yeah, when you talk uh, yeah. about FaZe, you're talking about like the the mecca of esports. Like, and they're, you know, they go hand in hand with Optic. Like they've been... They were rivals. Not only esports, but entertainment in general. Yeah, yeah in because general. they they've adapted too over time. Like they at first were probably known more for their esports than anything, and then they started to transition into entertainment and their YouTube following alone. Like they have one of the 
only YouTubers that's passed 10 million subscribers. And I'm, there's a handful of them in the world and they have one of them. His name's Faze Rogue. And that's not like the only YouTuber that they have. They have multiple guys. Nick with, Merckx. Yeah, they have multiple guys with 5 million plus. Like, And some of the bigger names that you see like recently, like Bronny, like Bronny Jr. signed to Faze. Uh, uh, Nick Merckx assigned to Faze. Swag. Like a lot of these like yeah, people that have Simmons, like, Ben Simmons just signed to Faze as well. Yeah, a lot of these like uh, and, yeah, I actually did see that. Yeah, another interesting fact about esports is that it's actually like been a uh, uh, competitive uh, Call of Duty at X Games two different times, and uh, that's a pretty interesting fact about esports. They've actually had gold medals handed out to people for playing Call I, of Duty. I just saw uh, Kenny got work that point guard for Raptors Uprising. He put on his Instagram today that he got invited to uh, play for Team USA in 2K esports. So that's pretty dope too, because I didn't think that was even a route you could take. Like, you know, that's like every basketball player's dream yeah. to go play for Team USA and win a gold medal. But the fact that you can do it with esports now too is yeah, that is kind of something to transition into. Is actually you know, represent the country video the Olympics. <laughs> Yeah, there's, I mean, you see a lot of these professional sports like being heavily affected by the coronavirus yeah. and things like that. But like competitive esports can transition so easily. Like the Call of Duty Championships was supposed to be an in person event. You know, it's planned all year long, it's their biggest event that they hold. Like Call of Duty Champs is a huge event. And they just had to do it online this year, which I mean, isn't like the end of the world because it's an online game as it is. You know, it's, it, it creates like a little bit of a competitive, uh, downfall for people that have internet issues and depending on where you're at the host and you know things like that very uh among yeah. certain players no, but like overall, it's, it's easy yeah it's, it's easy for esports to adapt because a lot of these games are played online so like mm -hmm. you don't have in-person things you don't have in-person events you know for a lot of these events uh, yeah that is a huge thing yeah especially for us you know how we've been able to adapt because of corona you know obviously you know there's teams like you know like 2k or not 2k um you know the nba did the bubble they did a great job with that you know not a single case, confirmed case that was absolutely amazing but you know with in terms of esports like you know that's something that's a lot easier to put put together it's a lot easier for us to put together a tournament you know for twenty five thousand dollars when it's online but rather than in person in person there's a lot of things you know obviously you know, organizations are paying for you know fun, funding travel funding airbnbs funding you know, hotel rooms whatever it may be as well as you know the entries for those tournaments when they're on land so in a way it's kind of a blessing in disguise especially for an organization like us where we're still small we're still kind of uh you know getting our bearings uh with uh you know sponsorships and you know affiliates stuff like that so um being online is actually ended up you know saving us a good amount of money um and it's you know it really has in terms of the covid and the game gaming and esports industry as a whole you know we've seen you know record numbers of you know people engaging in content people you know streaming you know watching youtube videos people you know getting on these platforms that they would have never got on before um you know my girl even my girlfriend who you would have never seen uh has someone you know she uses twitch now you know what i mean to watch like animal crossing streamers to watch like among us stuff like that so it's just kind of a it's a show of the times and how you know really with their less being less in person less things that are really as an interactable you know people are turning to people turning to gaming people are turning to something that you know at least can keep their their minds stimulated can keep their you know they can still be social with friends without being in danger and uh you know of contracting anything or you know uh, passing that on to other people so it really is a um you know a great way for us to kind of uh 
you know, still try to, you know, give that competitive, uh, you know, give that competitive feel without, you know, without having to actually be in person, you know, as you would in, let's say, you know, basketball or football, you know, where there's contact and stuff like that. And, you know, that's a big problem for these, these lower tier, you know, amateur, you know, collegiate like here at old dominion we are we don't even have football this season we they completely canceled our they completely canceled our season until 2021 because of covid you know what i mean so but our esports programs here at old dominion are still going strong <laughs> so that's a you know that's something to kind of to kind of note and uh you know is uh something a little bit different interesting versus you know traditional and uh and esports it's super cool, especially considering how even before COVID happened, everyone's talking about how esports is blowing up, and now with that, it's like times ten. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's just like, it's easier. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, we couldn't watch ba- we couldn't watch baseball, so might as well you know throw some bets on professional CS:GO. You know, start watching that, or you know, start watching Call of Duty. Like so, in some ways, it was great, and then like, but like uh, you know, Josh was kind of touching on you know when it is online, you know, there still are you know, especially in games, you know, with, you know, where latency, you know, kind of like the time, but, you know, every millisecond counts, you know, FPSs and stuff like that. It does kind of further, you know, kind of further help people who have, you know, that money, who have the, you know, who are able to afford the best equipment or best, um, you know, routers, internet, you know, stuff like that. So it does give kind of give that advantage, but, you know, there's, it's always a double-edged sword when it comes to, comes to this virus and kind of uh, how, you know, every, you know, every institution is really dealing with it. Of course. Um, so just, I'm, I'm trying to think where to take this. I mean, where else, where, where else do you guys, cause I, I'm just kind of like, I don't know as much about esports to kind of really like guide this whole thing. So yeah, of course. Think, yeah. If you guys like, or we can talk, I mean, I could, I mean, I was going to ask Dalton what, what Jersey that is that that, that, that could be funny. Yeah. This Kyrie, man. Big Kyrie. Kyrie. Yeah. You can't get anything disrespectful. I mean, for Kyrie, I mean, no, so, wait, so, I can hoop. Wait, so wait, wait, Dalton, wait, are you, are you from, are you from the area? Because I know, no. like, Carter and Josh are from Kansas. I don't know if you're... Yeah, from Kansas as well, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that, yeah. I don't know if you, I don't know if you were, like, for, you used to live in New York or something like that, I was going to say. No. That's good. Yeah, I'm actually, um, you know, in terms of New York, I got a, uh, I've been in a couple talks with guys who are, you know, I was kind of touching on this earlier before cast started, but, um, you know, one of our, you know, one of our guys for 2K that were, that were, uh, uh, bringing on four because there is two sides of 2k you have the xbox players and the ps4 players um one of uh, a couple of our guys are uh one of them is actually the player manager for the knicks and that so that will be a really cool opportunity hopefully i'll be able to travel up to new york and kind of uh, he say he'd uh, give me a little facility tour and stuff like that so that'd be really really dope maybe uh be able to see john up there too man that's cool do you guys know uh, do you know i'm kudamati personally i think that's his name from the next um yeah do, do you know um, I, I i met him i met him on a zoom call back in may like this could be i mean this could be off i don't know if this would be in the show yeah not, but not he, personally but yeah yeah oh no because he came up in the making lemonade fun thing that uh like Car- carter played in he was yeah. gonna help us promote another one that we were gonna do and then after like a few weeks kind of like felt like we, we were talking to him a lot it kind of fell through but like i don't know i don't i don't think i have his number anymore but i could definitely like, easily get it i don't know if that's like helpful for you at all um yeah the um, I, I, I just thought i just thought of like nick's game i just thought of nick's gaming 
Um, yeah, he, yeah, Nick. Like he, he was really they nice. have he was a cool. large esports. Yeah, they have a they have a good esports presence. It's really cool, honestly, how um 2K really did kind of before they figured out the bubble. Um, they figured out the bubble. They were really kind of promoting the 2K league and kind of uh because that is you know their their affiliated league. You know they they pay money to promote that and all that good stuff. You know it appears on ESPN and stuff like that. And you know if you watch some of those games and the skill level of those guys, like. I've seen times when people, you know, who aren't as, you know, versus basketball, they see that game, you know, on ESPN, and they think it's actual, you know, it's an actual NBA game. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, an interesting kind of a uh, venue to kind of, uh, I think, you know, to explore into, especially, um, you know, being, you know, in New York, there's a lot of hoopers in New York and a lot of guys who play 2K. Um, you know, that is definitely something, you know, uh, the season is, you know, just started for 2K21, you know, next gen consoles haven't even came out. So, you know, uh, you know, if you if if anyone you know through this podcast who's listening in, you know, wants to get involved in competitive 2K stuff like that, um, you know, you can reach out. You can reach out to me. You can reach out uh, to John to get in contact with me, and I can get you, uh, you know, kind of get you connected and with the to the right people and get some exposure. If you guys, you know, if there's anyone in that area or, who or just is looking for that, or just yeah, just esports in general. Podcast, esports. In yeah, general. yeah. We have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can hit us up on any one of those social media. What's your handle actually so everyone knows? I'll have it in the show notes too, but yeah, so team underscore DGen pretty much on all socials. Uh, you'd be able to find us. Twitter is our main is our main um, venue. Facebook would be our probably secondary and then um, and then we also have you know we twitch YouTube and uh, and Instagram as well. So um, you know you can reach out to us on there. That is you know a great way for people who want to get involved in esports in any way. Um, you know it's not just you know there's not just players and uh, you know streamers. You know there is a lot that goes behind the scenes, especially uh, you know in terms of the league, in terms of professional leagues and stuff like that. You know there's there's broadcasters, there's production teams, there's you know managers, coaches, analysts. You know everything you would think from a traditional you know um, standpoint. Um, you know, athletic standpoint, it comes into an esports standpoint, um, which is really something that was a big surprise to me when I first kind of really started getting into the scene was how many people are behind the scenes in this. You know, you would think it would just be some players and then a guy funding them, you know what I mean? But really, in terms of especially these pro teams, you know, each guy has, a, you know, an analyst for them. Each, you know, they're, they have con, you know, they have a team of five or six coaches that are, you know, always kind of watching and making sure that, um, you know, every player is kind of doing doing the right thing, you know, um, you know, staying, to, you know, con, you know, communication, you know, um, you know, dedication, practice, stuff like that are all, you know, on par. So it really is crazy, especially when you get into the LAN events and the, uh, you know, in, in-person events, um, how, you know, how big of a production it really can be. And, uh, you know, especially for something, you know, for those viewers out there, you look up, you know, League of Legends Worlds from, you know, 2017, 2018, you know, last, you know, when you, you it's literally they're filling up, they're filling up whole mega, mega complexes built for soccer, you know, in Korea and, you know, out in the Asia Pacific region, stuff like that. So it is really, really cool to kind of, um, you know, see the expansion, how I've, you know, been in this scene for about nine years now, um, first competing in around, uh, you know, uh, I believe 2011. And from there, I've kind of, I've kind of been all over the scene as well from being a manager to an analyst to, you know, there's a huge, you know, there's a huge need for graphic designers and video editors within the industry for promotionals and, you know, marketing, getting, you know, brand, you know, organizations and players out. Um, you know, so there is a, is a lot that, that goes into it that I don't think a lot of people really think about when they, you know, generally think about esports. you know, they might think it's just, you know, some, you know, the times of, of being in your, you know, your mom's basement with a bunch of your friends, you know, gaming is over. Like this is becoming, you know, a, you know an industry that will thrive um 
you know, no matter what, you know, no matter what games, no matter what, you know, people just want to be able to be competitive. People want to be able to see, you know, um, you know, something different, something new. And I think that's really what esports and the streaming industry has to offer. Super cool, dude. I mean, honestly, I feel like I'm, I'm learning so much more about the industry and it's super cool. I mean, obviously I knew that it was, it was going up, but just like hearing, hearing what you're saying, it's like, it's like it really opened my eyes to like, how, it really is insane. Fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just yeah, I just want to throw up. another random fact out there too. Uh, I, I actually just wrote a paper not long ago, um, and Super Bowl had 103.5 million viewers, and the League of Legends World Championship had 99.4 million viewers. And that's just like one game. So, I mean, you can literally there's as many fans out there watching League of Legends in the world as there are Super Bowl that shows you like and this is still only in the early birthing stages I think in put that 20 years into this and <laughs> you're pretty you were pretty laggy through that Carter I think I got the gist of what he was saying. Uh, yeah, another thing to go along with that is like the cable industry, like is is like in my opinion, slowly like fading away. Like you don't see a lot of these like you know millennials or so to be or so to say, you know, people born in like the you know early '90s to the 2000s and stuff. A lot of those people don't get cable and stuff like that. So like the majority of things that they watch are on, you know, YouTube, Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, and things like that. And, you know, there's there's so many entertainers out there that create, you know, constant content for people to just sit down and watch. And uh, there's people that stream, you know, uh, certain events like Mr. Beast had an event going the other day called the Creator Cup, where like people that stream just on uh, Twitch, YouTube, various uh, uh, platforms had a huge uh, like round robin tournament where they just answered like random questions and stuff like that. And they had over a million people watching it like simultaneously and that's just like people that just happen to stop by i'm assuming from his youtube channel and i mean if you don't know who mr beast is he's like one of the most subscribed uh channels on youtube probably one of the most viewed as well he's super super popular in the entertainment industry and it, there's like you know youtube uh tv and things like that so i think that that goes along with like you know people watching the league of legends thing and as compared to like the super bowl thing is like a lot more people are looking to watch you know different things uh different uh esports and things like that and a lot of the a lot of the times are changing now so you're gonna uh, start to see more people you know diving into the esports industry and the entertainment industry as opposed to you know <clears throat> these people sitting down and going to a bar or something like that just to watch a football game or basketball game yeah my i know i was lagging through that pretty bad but my main point was just like you know with i don't know if you guys caught the numbers but in it was like 2018 there was only like five or six million less viewers for the League of Legends World Championship compared to the Super Bowl. And the Super yeah. Bowl is like pretty much a national holiday. You know, everybody watches <laughs> the Super Bowl. And it's like, especially that's just one game. Especially when the Chiefs Yeah, facts. We're repeating this year, but... Um, we can talk about that, that <laughs> if you want, John. We can talk about the Chiefs if you want. More than happy. You don't got, you don't got nobody to go for out there. And you got the Jets and the Giants. You guys are... Yeah, it's just interesting. It's rough. He said, uh, just no rebuttal. Huh? 
and you got That's the defeated man like, there. Hey, hey, you don't have to be a New York fan just because you live in New York. You can always be a Kansas City fan. You, I don't know I mean, about that. You do. No one can ever get on you for being a fan of where you're from, but at the same time, it's also hard to watch yeah. and support a team. I think I told Carter this before to support a team that doesn't like to want a t- your team to win more than they want to win themselves. Like that's, that's tough. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Do what that's Le'Veon like did. Just come on over here, man. <laughs> no, it, it's been tough. It's, it's not always been easy being a chiefs fan, man. We had to go through some tough not. times to get to where we are now and picking up, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the offense that we have. I mean, even, yeah, even that on, is one thing definitely concerned. Yeah, can't be too mad, Chiefs fans, man. You gotta let them have their time shine. I was gonna say it's better than you know the Patriots coming out of the AFC every year. So I mean, better than yeah, Tom Brady winning hundred percent better the Super Bowl or being in. Yep. I want I want to say that there's a weird stat that Tom Brady uh like uh didn't make it to the AFC Championship game like one or two times in his career only, and that's it. That's insane. An insane yeah. number to think about. Yeah, that's how, that sounds about right. How many would he have been to them? Like fifth? Like that's a lot. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's an insane. He's sad. It's it's he's been in it almost every year. He's he's. Everyone always talks about like LeBron making it to the finals ten like eight times in a row. Yeah, like, no, we everybody talks about LeBron. That's been like the most talked about topic for probably the last month, in my opinion, has just been LeBron and the goat talk. And we don't need to talk about it because. <laughs> Tired of it. Dude, I'm sure you guys probably hear the the LeBron talk more than anything being on 2K and com- and competing. You guys probably talk basketball a lot more than. I mean, as outside of our like DJ and 2K team, I hoop with a bunch of Laker fanatics, so it's annoying. Especially Reese. Reese is one who I don't, I'm pretty sure you know him, Josh. He's just I don't know. He's terrible at 2K, and he just talks about Brock <laughs> all the time. It's so bad, but love the dude. But man, just anytime he talks, I just love to bust his balls too. It's funny, but yeah, I just hate hearing about LeBron. He's amazing. Can't deny it. But yeah, it's been 18 years too long now. Let's just not talk about it anymore. <laughs> that's that's super funny. Um. So just, just I, I just want to make sure, like, because were we missing anything with with esports? You guys want to jump into real quick? Because I mean, outside uh, of a, outside of a goat debate, which I know Carter doesn't want to get into on the. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Don't get Carter on the goat debate. He'll talk about it for a long time. <laughs> I'll, hey, I'll listen to though, and I'll let you know that you're probably wrong. <laughs> Facts. That's what he, exactly what he would let you do. I mean, yeah, I mean, it is getting kind of. I don't know if you guys want to want to want to wrap up. I was gonna, I'll just kind of. Nah, bro, you up. can touch on anything you want to. Yeah, yeah. man. Adult, adult, did you kinda, want to talk about your free form fantasy football thing that you started up? Yeah. Oh, I got, oh yeah, I heard, yeah. Hold on, I was telling about that. I want to hear about that. Got a fan. Uh, I mean, yeah, man. We're just a startup pod as well. We're about uh, eight episodes in now. Um, just a local nine one three. That's Kansas City area, Johnson County area. Um. Just a couple of us, you know, a couple of me and my buddies getting together. We kind of talk about recaps of the, the week on big players, uh, bad players, who we thought was going to be great this season, who, who's been a bust for us so far. Um, real disappointment. Um, we Ooh, do go. Dude, yeah. Uh. I don't own him in any leagues, but I definitely have not been the 
the one to deny the fact that he's been a bust this year so far. I'll yeah, I've, had a, I've had luckily a good fantasy this year. Not not a lot of injuries, and somehow I ended up with Clyde and Le'Veon on my team. So well, yeah, he's got traded um, over, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I had That's him when he. But I mean, I didn't get anything out of him for the first couple of weeks, so he didn't do anything but sit on my bench. Yeah. You know. You're like, luckily, all right, I'll keep him. Luckily, uh, I got some good players. I've got I've got a solid team. <laughs> Yeah, but we are uh, we do have a fourteen man league going, and usually that's not what people run. They usually run those eight to ten to twelve. Yeah, 14, we're, in a lot. T- we're in a yeah. ten, and that that feels like a lot. Yeah, so fourteen it really it really separates the men from the boys. You know, the guys. Oh who yeah, they're researching and and whatnot and scouting the guys through the off season. So me and my buddies we do a lot of a lot of that talk and a lot of scouting through the off season of fantasy. And so we we decided to do a fourteen team and. I yeah. yeah, fantasies fantasies aren't easy. It's it's rough. Yeah. Are you guys doing it for money or is it just oh, like Oh absolutely. A... Yeah. We have three different leagues that are money leagues and then a couple that are just for fun. Um yeah. this is my like this is like my, my my like second or third fantasy ever of all time. And it's not for any yeah. money or anything, yeah. it's just for fun. But luckily I'm five or six years into fantasy now. Um and I've been with those guys almost, you know, or every year. Uh they got me into it. But we're getting a lot of support from the Kansas City area. It's, it's been real fun. We got a lot of people who look forward to our episodes every week. And you know, like last week for example, things just come up. You know, you're working full time jobs and th- this is something you're doing on the side for fun. Uh and so when when we don't have the time to do the podcast or, you know, if we happen to things come up and then we just don't do it. I got guys that are messaging me on Facebook or texting me and they're like, no episode today? Nah, man, no episode. Yeah, today. that's I, awesome. That's we'll get awesome. Back to it next I'll definitely week. tune on that. Tune into that. But it, it's fun. It's it's a fun time. Uh, I enjoy it so far. I actually uh, enjoyed starting the podcast a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, so you know, when Carter asked me to jump on this, I was you know jumping at the bit. Of course, it's all it's awesome to, to even just have the opportunity to guest on somebody's pod. So I appreciate it, John. Of course, thanks so much for having you guys on and. Um, like what you're saying about like how you didn't think it was going to be that much fun until you started it dude like starting a podcast is literally like I, I know it sounds cliche it's completely changed my life like the people I'm talking to um just the kind of the, what it's allowed me to do in terms of just like learning the skills it's taught me in terms of learning how to speak um compared to where I used to if you listen to any of my first few episodes I'm like I'm I mean still right now I mean right now I'm kind of it's late at night I'm kind of chilled out but normally I'm like going a million miles an hour like especially at the beginning so it's definitely a learning curve meet a lot of cool people and yeah, i mean yeah i mean podcasting is like the number one piece of advice i give to anyone is just especially like i coach the freshman team at, at, at xavier high school they're all 14 they're all 14 15 i'm like guys start like like do something that number one, the, the, my biggest advice is do something that's your own like something that's yours it's your thing which is which like the, the podcast for you like that that's what that is and this, that's the same thing this is for me it's 100%. it's it's my it's my it's my it's my baby it's my thing and i'm gonna take that to whatever heights like, I, can, I can't take it to you know put my all into it so that's like kind of the advice i give to all of them and then the second thing is like in terms of like what is a cool thing to do in terms of making it your own thing i think a podcast is a great thing because it gives you so much freedom as a both as a networking tool but both just it's just fun and like at first like you'll you'll hear people say i mean i'm sure you dealt with it too at the beginning of your first two or three episodes people are, like, are maybe making maybe making fun of the idea or the name of the show or whatever it is that you're doing, people are gonna—it's—it's it's, it's just gonna happen. And then you get one or two cool guests on, and everyone just stops talking. It just—it just—it just like magically happens. It, so, all publicity is good publicity. So, I mean, yeah. 
No, of course. No, but if you're if you're if you're like unsure about, I mean, it might it might get to you a little bit. Let's say you're even yeah. younger. I mean, what yeah, kind of no, I definitely definitely start now. Uh, yeah. I've had people in my Twitch stream, you know, talking and saying, you know, whatever they want. But there's always going to yeah. be people that hate on you, no matter what level you're at. You could be in the NBA, best player, LeBron. Still, you got people that hate on him. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Keep grinding though. That's really what it is, man. It's just about whatever your craft is, be passionate about it. You know what I Absolutely. mean? And and the money will come. You know what I mean? That's that's really that's really how how um I think, you know, no matter what what craft you're in, that's you know a great way to kind of go about it and and kind of move forward. And that's really what you know what we're trying to what we're trying to do here with with this organization is, you know, we're trying to make a difference. We're trying to you know not only change our own lives but change the lives of our players and. Um, you know, as well as, you know, as I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, we, you know, we uh, donate all 5% of all of our proceeds over to the United Services organization. Um, and, you know, our, our big thing is we're trying to do, you know, monthly or, you know, bi-monthly streams slash tournaments where, you know, all of our proceeds and, uh, you know, money that's going towards that all um, goes back to, you know, the uh, charity of, you know, that has to do with, you know, our armed service men and women, um, both here and overseas. Um, you know, we have, we actually have a war zone tournament that will be coming up here on November 7th. Um, we'll be partnering with Aim Lab, Black Rifle Coffee, Combat Flip Flops, um, a couple other, couple other bigger brands um, within, within uh, both the armed forces and uh, within gaming and uh, hopefully be able to try to raise some money for uh, mental health um, awareness um, in the, uh, in the veteran, you know, in the veteran scene. So that's really, uh, you know, you know, something that I did kind of want to touch on here towards the end is, you know, um, anyone who likes to play Warzone, anyone who, you know, wants to possibly get involved with either, you know, Team DGEN, esports, or, um, you know, even the philanthropy uh, philanthropy of, you know, the USO or OSD, um, you know, feel free to reach out to us. Um, team underscore DGEN on Twitter is, is uh, one of the, the best venues. Oh, for sure. That sounds, stuff sounds super cool. And I really hope people... Uh, jump on that and if you if you know if you hit me up in a few days and say oh wow john like, once you post that episode we got a few guys over to dj i'll be pretty happy about that that uh oh yeah of course anyway any way to grow to i mean every, everything you're doing sounds really cool the way esports is going sounds awesome and i mean i you, and the cool thing i mean it's not even that like saying about what's happened is is, is is fun and all but it's really just about where it's gonna go from here i mean like that that's yeah. really what that's really what's crazy i mean 100%. Like, we can talk we could talk about all these numbers all we want and it's it's cool, but the crazy thing is that where these numbers are going to be in a year, like that's, no, hundred percent, yeah, that's coming back to it, it's like wow, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. What's what's on the horizon? It's just exponential. It's it's really just the definition of exponential growth. So that's so super cool. So, I mean, with that, guys, it's it's get it's getting kind of late here in New York. I'm probably gonna start uh, getting some noise complaints over from my parents. So I'm probably not to wrap this one up. But I mean, we'll definitely stay and talk afterward. I'll, I'll I'll edit this stuff out when I'm making these jokes, but. Um, guys, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, if you guys want to say something just at the end, but I mean, really, I mean, it was, I, I, I learned, this is, I, I've learned so much from this more than I have from any other, any other episode like this. So I thank you guys all for coming on. Of course. Yeah. John, really thank, thank you for having it, us. Brother. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate yeah. it, John. This has been good. I'm sure I'll be on here. We need about an hour of that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Got like five words of that, but we're good. Hell yeah, sounds good. He, he, pretty, he pretty much just said that he can't hold me. That's what he was saying. Ooh, facts. Crazy. Yeah. Right, Awesome. Well, a, I'm gonna. Is there, is there a response or did not hear it? I don't know. If, I don't know if Carter heard it. <laughs> he said facts. 
Ah, Fakt. Okay. <laughs> Han satt och 